0: Welcome, everyone, to episode number eight of Faking It. For those of you who are just joining in, Faking It is a podcast based on the notion that we're all just getting through life experience by experience, faking it till we make it. This week, episode eight, I had the pleasure of interviewing musician and a dear old friend of mine, Lara Martin, who is also our first guest who will perform on the show. Here we go. How you doing? I'm doing well, Liz. How are you? I'm good. We're in your beautiful, awesome, spacious Queen West apartment. Yes, Yes, indeed. we are. So we're going to talk a little bit about music today. Excellent. And why would we be doing that? Are you like some musician or something? Or <laughs> why, why am I here?
1: Well,
2: I'm releasing
0: an album called Ooh. When We Were
2: Light oh i actually Um, didn't know that
0: yeah (laughs) i didn't know what i didn't know you had no no i'm just kidding i didn't know the (laughs) title of it when we were light very cool when we were light yeah okay and what is that um what's the meaning behind that that title
2: well that's a good question liz Um, doesn't have to have an answer (laughs) (laughs) when we were light i chose that title because um light has kind of a double meaning of weightlessness and light as in light from the sky or the sun or the stars and um, for me, that title is about uh, getting back to your essential self. So, right. so the time in your life when you feel a weightlessness or an ease or a lightness, right? Childhood for me. Yeah, it could be childhood, and for me, also, I kind of think of it on an abstract spiritual sense. Like, where did we all come from? Okay. What, yeah, when we're when we're young, when we're innocent, we're we're we have
0: less shit to worry about. We have about.
2: less inhibitions, less, <laughs> less weightiness. Inhibitions. Yeah. Um, but also, um, it refers to one of the title tracks, which is really about um, a relationship that mm. goes from being very weightless and full of love and lightness and magic to heaviness. And doom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Being around a relationship is that sort of like I find if there's something that's going on for a really long time Mm -hmm. and it sort of compacts onto itself Mm -hmm. and you might not even realize that you've changed. Yes. That's sort of what I feel when I hear you talk about the title of that of that track or about it being about a relationship. That sometimes we can kind of lose ourselves in like I find it it's compacting over time.
2: That's exactly exactly it. So it's it's um sometimes yeah when you're with somebody for a long time, um you make so many concessions and you sometimes you try to um modify yourself so much or adapt yourself so much that you lose a sense of who you were essentially before that whole thing started. And and then that starts to feel really confining and imprisoning and you start to feel like you're in a a cage that you can't get out of. Right. Um, And um, it's not to say I think there are some relationships that go through that and are able to come out on the other end safely. Um, But for me, it was a case of um, starting out in a very blissful in love situation, just feeling like. You know this was it for me and then um sort of a disillusionment and and things kind of disintegrating and falling apart and then me realizing wow i have to grab for that life raft of who i was before this whole thing started because i think i really really allowed myself to lose sight of who who that person was and yeah you, it sounds yeah. like you're
0: trying to you're taking responsibility for it which is a yeah. really important yeah. place to be on like the path of healing I think yeah no because no. sometimes people will be like wow well, that fucking yeah. guy yeah too much where yeah. it becomes it's not to say that there isn't no, a little there's bit there's definitely of... a give and take there
2: <laughs> yeah no but also That's on not I, to I say it's
0: all my fault <laughs> no
2: no no but it's also to say that like there is are some songs uh on the album that reflect an angrier side of myself right Right. um but this particular song is more about mourning the loss of that that person okay right yeah so um yeah this song is not really about about that kind of vengeful anger or anything like that it was really about just remembering the beautiful moments at the beginning of the relationship and also being torn between um Feeling like you know it is the right time to let something go or to say goodbye to something, but then being so um, entangled. Entangled is exactly, is exactly it. entangled with the the good memories. So sometimes
0: because you know, if you have the pro, pros and cons, yeah, you're starting to wave and, and yeah, like weigh and you're saying, uh huh, shit, exactly. What if? What if The pros and the cons are equal.
2: Yes. So it's like, I think it can be, not to say that it's easier, but it can be a little bit simpler if something is like terrible, terrible or happy, happy. But when it's so um, intermingled as it so often is, then it becomes really, really difficult when you're, when you know, maybe on a gut level, it's time to let this go. But you still have some really, really happy memories, some of the happiest memories of your life that are associated with this person or the situation.
0: Is the album sort of on a, on just that specific theme of like the journey? Is it the journey of, of coming back to who, like finding that life raft?
2: I would say that, 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 that's kind of a theme that runs throughout, but, um, a lot of these songs were written over the course of several years. So some of these songs um, date back like five years, um, even before this whole situation. So um, it really is a little bit of a time capsule (laughs) of the last several years of my life. And so it it spans a lot of different themes. Um, That is maybe an overarching theme, just like, trying to get back to my essential creative voice, whatever that may be. Um, but the songs are about all different subjects.
0: Some oh, right on
2: relationship-based, some just life experiences. Right. So, yeah. And
0: so considering, uh, we just jumped right in there, but I'd mm-hmm. like to kind of start a little bit at, a little at the beginning of where, like, how long have uh, music's been in your life and how it's been in your life?
2: Right. So, okay, so... When I think about music, I, it's so hard for me to specifically pinpoint when it entered really? my life. Yeah, because it's Do you it's not have always, a memory without it? Well, not really, no. And I think it's partly cool. because my my dad is, is Irish, an Irish uh, lad, so he is. Um, so I've always, always... Does like, he play the spoon. <laughs> He plays the spoons and the no no he it's just like I I, I always remember like since I was a kid um, music has always been the backdrop of my childhood and my life like my dad was always blasting out an old Hank Williams tune he really likes the old timey country. Um, and or uh, playing some some music in the house um, or singing in the shower. There was just always music uh, around me growing up.
0: Yeah, I can I can totally identify yeah. with that for sure.
2: Yeah, and it's just it's not something that was. Um, Also, I don't know if I mentioned this, but my brother is also an Elvis impersonator.
0: Oh, yes. I did know that.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, we've had many different kinds of music. And it's just Um, you and your brother? My brother, yeah, and myself, we are the ones that kind of took up the mantle Continued, of yeah. musicality were
0: your parents ever like professional musicians um no no just 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 fans, fans. like fans. just big fans big
2: fans and also like i have to give them a lot of credit in saying that like they always made a point of taking us
0: to shows and so the nurturing level of like yeah they were willing to do those things yeah such an important part of
2: yeah music so... with
0: childhood yeah yeah
2: and also, I, I will say that, like, it was also a kind of a big part of, like, family gatherings, like, just... Oh, in what way? Just together. because somebody would be
0: like, I'm going to put on my favorite record? Or, like, is somebody playing music when you're at your family Yeah, gatherings? like,
2: either my brother would be playing music or we'd be all singing together. Oh, cool. There was just, a I guess, it's like my family had a bit of a culture of... Uh, music, music was a part of the community. A part you- of of yeah. community, yeah, totally. What does so. your
0: brother play? Like, is he a musician My, in terms of, like, plays an instrument?
2: Yeah, he plays guitar, cool. and he sings in the Elvis manner that he does. But he also... <laughs> Elvis um, manner, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we <laughs> actually have... to <laughs> yeah.
0: nice know I love you. Yeah, know it, you know Yeah, it I've been to those Elvis festivals, yeah, too. Yeah, and
2: he actually, um, he won one year. Yes, in his he did. category in I saw him in the
0: catalog <laughs> that it was... I was uh, Forget his name. What's his other name? Matt Martin. Matt Martin winning the Elvis Festival. I actually have a friend who competes as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. It's a great time (laughs) that Elvis Weekend. It is a it's a bit of an oddity because you're like in this strange, like it's all of a sudden Collingwood, this very like quaint sort of like in this in the winter ski time, snowboard time village. Yeah. And in the summer I'd say a lot of retired people. Yeah. And then it just sort of spikes with just like cool cars and all these people who are just Elvis at different eras. Yeah. it's just. I think it's a. It's odd. It's quite odd. <laughs> it
2: it brings Elvises from all over the world. Yeah, it's the biggest one in the world, I think. And competing, right? Yeah.
0: To be the top. That's cool that your brother won. That's actually a very interesting accomplishment because there's yeah. tons of people who compete. It is, it is. So you you yourself play piano. Yeah, that's right. And how did you, like, how was that a part of your childhood or were you sort of a later in life finder of your instrument?
2: Uh, Well, I, um, I took piano lessons from when I was a, a tiny tot, I guess. A tiny tot. Well, maybe just for something a like A tiny the, piano the, tot. Young one, yes. A young one, a young one. Um, but I have to say that my, uh, instrument playing, I'm very much a by ear kind of gal. Okay. What I, does that
0: mean for the non-instrumental? Well, um, people?
2: there, there are, um, many musicians out there who are very technical and technically based in their, in their musicianship. And I so admire that. Oh yeah, um, me too. But, um, I have <laughs> Not always... Not your brand. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, yeah, I just have always been someone who, um... Just plays by ear essentially, and um, for better or for worse, it's there's been times where I felt really limited with that. Oh, really? Yeah, but then there are other moments where I'm grateful because, um, are you because you're keeping it simple in a way, keeping it simple? But also, I think, um, I I think I'm a pretty good listener, like, totally. I mean, just
0: coming from being in your audience before, I don't think people would be able to be like, oh. She's not Royal Conservatory material. Do you know what I mean? Thanks like, Liz. oh, I'm, that, that's a solid, like, yeah. compliment of yours. I mean, many people who I know have watched you have been like, damn. Like, and yeah. also just your voice. We'll get into the whole, you're yeah. a performer and other sure. levels as well. But yeah, so music was. So you just sort of, if you were in the, like, were you in the conservatory classes where they're just basically like teaching you level by level? Yeah, I, oh, okay. I did
2: um, a few conservatory um, lessons with a very um, old school <laughs> piano teacher, like picture a very elderly woman. Who knows if she's still with us? God rest her soul. God rest her soul. <laughs> but did she have a riding crop? <laughs> she did not. Did she beat
1: you? No. But she was
2: really very quite... Strict and stern, and I think there was a little bit of fear that came over me. Totally, I get also that, yeah. with her. Um, but <laughs> why? <laughs> well, just really the the very um, old school kind yeah. of teaching, right? Although I do recall doing a few little um, recitals and her busting out some ice cream sandwiches, which oh, was really one of the highlights. That for is me, a highlight. Was, yeah. I was
0: always terrified of those recitals. Yeah, I played no. saxophone at a recital, and it was yeah. I mean listening to someone play saxophone just by themselves it's not really that interesting <laughs> like you need something else going on and yeah. i just felt like i was in the biggest most echoeyest room yeah and i could just hear everyone could hear like wah, 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 the school, like you could hear yeah. the keys moving like oh. i hated recitals for saxophone yeah. it was disgusting no i, I mean, mean recitals cool in general that,
2: i think they can be just so intense yeah that, um yeah.
0: I wasn't really interested in being a concert musician in terms yeah. of like let me perform in this way. Yeah. So like how did that how did that morph out of being sort of a regimented like level type thing as it is within music? How did that yeah. morph out of into you writing your own music or
2: Yeah. Well, it was kind of a long-winded process. I actually came at it like pretty late in life compared to a lot of songwriters. Um I think for me what it was is I I ended up um When when I was 20 years old, Liz, (laughs) I uh, ended up going to acting school in Toronto um, and uh, studied musical theater and acting. And um, I was really drawn to theater for a little while. And I'm so glad and grateful that I had the opportunity to do that schooling because um, I realized that in addition to music being a huge part of my growing up, theater was always a huge thing in our household um so we always went to the theater we always um would support friends or family members that were part of theatrical productions um and many of my own family members were involved in different
0: levels oh, cool. of theater. your parents too
2: Um, actually my dad is in a seniors theater group right now as we speak. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be putting on a big performance.
0: Don't you love that? I just want to give a big shout out to my dad. Where is it? Tell us, (laughs) tell us all about it. That is going
2: to be at the Boys and Girls Club in London, Ontario. Yeah. I believe it's on April 22nd, Liz, but allow me to correct that if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'll print it up. I'll link it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. I think we should celebrate that. Yeah. No, no. It's so awesome. Yeah. But
2: I guess like all this to say that, like, because of the the, the nurturing theater, that
0: you kind of had in that way, yeah, right? it was like an incubation yeah. period.
2: Yes, and also I think honestly, like, one of the things that theater school taught me and helped to instill in me is just how much I personally love, and I think all, like all people really love a good story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, so that idea of like storytelling and then merging it with music started to become really appealing to me like also obviously you see it kind of manifest in musical theater which i am a huge fan of a yeah. lot of musicians like absolutely hate, hate musical it, yeah. theater I'm, but I'm, I'm with you on i the, secretly like just I love, love it so much yeah
0: so, Even the um, corniest of corniest things. I'm like, you sing it. Wall-to-wall music. Let's no, just sing our day. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, I just love it. that. Me too. I love it. I, lo- <laughs> I wouldn't mind living in a musical, to be totally honest, Liz. Yeah, like just singing our way through life and all our problems. Right? Yeah, it's
0: just a good way to um, alleviate the pressure. <laughs> the
2: stresses of life. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, just the storytelling aspects of... of uh, studying acting and stuff just really got me like revved up about uh creating my own um little mini stories in song form and also i think um i will give my dad another little nod here and just saying that my dad's always been super passionate about poetry
0: and yeah and it's like quite the interesting fellow i know my family i've chilling. met him before but i really should just take him out for a coffee yeah i know he is still mr martin so- <laughs>
2: No, Tell me like, what you've been
0: reading lately. Yeah,
2: he reads a lot. And he, like, growing up, I remember my dad memorizing or having memorized certain poems would just kind of recite them in the same way that he would
0: blast out a tune every once in a does while. Does he have a legitimate Irish accent? He does. I'm even a bigger fan It makes now. it even
2: more charming, right? <laughs> that is so charming. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I like, poetry, like, is something that was also really... Ingrained in So me. those
0: things kind of came together because you've yeah. got the story yeah. sort of aspect, the poetry. Mm-hmm. You're playing music and then that's the perfect mixology for you m- just musician mix songs. You mix
2: it up, you shake it up. Fantastic. But you know where that came from, actually the inspiration to even try to do that was that when I was really young, um, I was very fortunate to get to see one of the most amazing people ever. Tori Amos okay okay when I was in a concert. Like, yeah in concert in London Ontario a fairly small town which to this day she wouldn't really tour there because she's too huge of an artist at this point yeah. to actually go there but I saw her in a very small venue in London Ontario wow. when I was Once in a lifetime a thing, young, guess, yeah. like probably in my late teens and it was such a transformative moment because I remember just being like so captivated by her and she had this flaming red hair and when she plays the piano it is like honestly like orgasmic like she (laughs) just it's very sensual the way she plays the piano right um but also um she just channels so much intense emotion and i felt like when i saw her i came home and i i really had to like take my little kick at the can yeah so the you sort of still get that dubious. way, though, too.
0: You sort of, yeah. sort of still get very inspired after concerts because you and I have gone oh, to a couple yeah. concerts. And afterwards, it's just like there's stars in our eyes of like, I've got to go home and do something about this. Yeah,
1: I think,
2: you know, so great that's... art does that. Though. Oh, it's totally. like it's like it doesn't matter what the art form like. No, you're right. Yeah, it just revs you up to want to create something yourself. And exactly. I think that's a really beautiful um alchemy that can totally happen, yeah you know?
0: so you went home and wrote your own your own uh song and yeah just, just kept going from there I wrote a little number no but like it, it was actually <laughs> I wrote a little number a know. little number it, it was kind of dormant for a while like
2: after that I think it was a seed that was planted in my head at that time but then yeah then you know obviously I went to theater school and I, I kind of chose to do some different things um and it was probably my friend Melissa like when I saw One of my best friends performing at a little cafe in Toronto at one point, I just had this moment where I was like, I just want to revisit that and try that again. And then it was, it just felt so great to create something of myself as opposed to, because when you're acting, you are still using other people's material, material, right? Um, so it felt really empowering to be able to like give voice
0: to my own personal thoughts in song form. Right. So. And then, so you went from, from that into wanting to perform in a band or were you sort of just like interested in, cause right now you're in Larimar, which yeah. is a band, but Mm -hmm. like, were you a solo performer at that point or what were you doing? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I, I still Like, I guess I'm asking
0: how the transition from the realization moment where you're like, boom, I'm in a cafe. I want to do this. Yeah. To like, how did the transition go to you actually performing?
2: Right. That's a good question. Um, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. I honestly, it was just very organic. Like, I feel like, uh, you know, it started out with me playing by myself um on the piano I think at one point there was just a little level of slight boredom with my own self like I I, well just in the music that I like there's typically like a lot of different elements involved and I I do respect like sparsity in music too don't get me wrong but for me like things like vocal harmony um different uh instrumentation can be really captivating and um i think when i started to play around a little bit with harmonies and with um just trying to rearrange songs in different ways with different uh, instrumentation that's when i really fell in love with the process because i was like oh wow like this song takes on a whole different emotional arc when i add cello to it or when i have like three-part harmony um but I So still, the organic
0: part is like just finding the layers that ended up yeah, being what you have yeah. now, yeah.
2: And honestly, it was like um in the case of like there's a cellist that I play with all the time, Anna Jarvis, and um I saw her playing with somebody else, and I was just like completely enamored with her playing, and I literally fangirl accosted her. She's fangirl worthy <laughs> for sure. Yeah, after the show. And then She's just also just the most humble, sweet, like lovely individual. And oddly enough, after we'd been playing together for a long time, we were chatting about um, how apparently she had a time in her life where she also lived in London, Ontario, which was so weird. And then... Um, she actually went to the same elementary school as me, but at like a different, a different time. time. Wow. Yeah. So it was just such an odd synchronicity, you know, like, but totally. yeah, anyway, it's just kind of cool when you find people that you sync up with artistically and you like, yeah. it elevates things to a different level. So. Right.
0: With your, with your vocals as well. Was that something like, we don't want, I don't want to concentrate too much on just the yeah. The- yeah piano side of things like yeah were your vocals something that you found very early as well like were you singing singing early on because uh, you went to musical theater school so obviously there was something there where Yeah. yeah you're a vocalist
2: yeah I I would say above above uh any other aspect yeah I do I've been singing for the longest amount of time and um that again is just you know attributed to singing around the house and my dad always singing and us always having music on uh growing up Um, and I guess my family, like they did a good job of, of just, um, encouraging the various talents or abilities of the different members of my family, like in terms of my siblings and myself. So, um, we have a little cassette tape at my parents' house of, uh, me as like a four-year-old singing with my mom you are my sunshine and it's such a shy rendition oh. like it's just such a timid little thing little, like yeah but, baby Lara yeah but I don't know maybe that kind of sparked something in me like hearing that back being like oh you can express yourself in this way and this is just another way of
0: Expressing yourself. I don't know. I think I have a very similar uh, tape at home. I feel like maybe there's a remix in the future or <laughs> like we can maybe overdub and like overdub. maybe rap is something some you take up later. Yeah, just. Maybe so, you'd consider that. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, beatbox. For oh. sure. Oh, you're just taking you on beatbox. I don't even, know. That's amazing. I don't know. Yeah. That's so cool. So um, <laughs> right. what do you feel like... Uh, I always kind of hate this question, but yeah. I think it's important to ask to give, sure. uh, uh, you know, listeners sort of a an idea of what they're in for. Um, mm-hmm. You do have like an album coming out very, very shortly. Yeah. Um, And is there a genre of music that you feel like it fits into? I kind of yeah. hate that because I don't yeah. really like to yeah put my anybody's art into a box because I mean, you can go ahead and do whatever the hell you want later. A lot right. of our you know artists that people like do different things. but is there like is there a genre that it would fit into like your current album?
2: Yeah, you know i I often tell people it's kind of pop with a little hint of soul, but I will say that on this particular album it is a really um, diverse. Uh, mishmash of sounds um i i specifically wanted it to be that way because there's different aspects of myself musically and also i love listening to albums where you know one song might sound really poppy and then another song might be more folky or with a lot more harmonies or whatever so i think um if people end up getting the album they'll find that there is like quite a variety of stylistic choices on there um some songs sound really produced with some beats and things like that and other songs i have this one song that honestly is almost like a classical arrangement Mm -hmm. with just vocals on top of it so um it's it's a quite a diverse mishmash of styles on the album yeah right so you don't want
0: to really pigeonhole it yeah
2: but i mean overall it's kind of uh pop with a little soul flavor
0: cool yeah that's very exciting yeah so amongst like tori amos is obviously somebody who you saw performing did you you went to the concert presumably because you liked her that's true is there any like can you actually nail down people that you think of as true inspirations as artists that really influenced you as a kid or through your like teenage years what
2: um oh that's such a tough question because I know. there's so <laughs> many people there's so many people um Oh, my gosh. The first concert I went to see was Brian Adams, believe it or not. Well, Bryan look at you just Adams. starting off
0: at the top. I went to like a shitty punk, like shitty punk. Like, oh, no, I shouldn't say that. That's not true at all. My first my first concert concert was Incubus. Wow. Which is a very good band. Wow. So it wasn't shitty. Yeah. I mean, one afterwards was a, a shitty one, but um, which is a totally terrible experience. But um, Incubus had that. I think it like planted a seed in me. So did you have yeah. like a feel? And it's not to say like I like to only play that kind of music, yeah. but like there was a performance about it. This the way that the lyrics were. Lyrics always have impacted me. Like yeah. specifically, yeah. I mean, if there's a harmony and all the melody, everything sounds good. I'm like in. But yeah. if lyrics really resonate and there's like a clear emotion, then that's it for me. Yeah. But, like, can you think of any other? Yeah, for me, okay.
2: For me, obviously, the the people that have really. Um, Revved me up musically. Oftentimes, are female singer songwriters. Yeah, because yeah. obviously, like look I through your album, to and that. all of a sudden you're like, or
0: your your iTunes, and you're like, whoa, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all about the femme here yeah. right now. I do too. Yeah. I look through and go wow, like because because you can actually relate with them. You're like, I'm a female, yeah, singer. Yeah, so
2: yeah, so so female singer songwriters have always, um, I've always really connected. Obviously, like no one can forget Joni Mitchell. She's like such no. a key. Inspiration to so many people. Singing and
0: lyricist and yeah. playing, everything. I think, I think she's like the package. She is.
2: She's the full package. And I think um, just the poetry of her lyrics alone. Oh, it's killer, yeah. Like, even if you took her lyrics completely, you know, out of the context of the music, Oh, yeah, there's still a po- poem book. Like, Absolutely. It, it can just
0: be a, its own book.
2: Yeah, so, so yeah. And then um, we went to see Regina Spector yeah, together. Yeah, just... That Amazing. was seriously one of the most magical concerts that I've ever been to. Like,
0: I I would say so for me too. I
2: still I still think about that concert and I just I get chills because totally. it for me it was like the like the whole thing musically, emotionally, it was very captivating, like just her and her piano and then a few elements.
0: Yeah. But also There's a quirkiness about it that really drives like yes. theatrical though. Yes. There's a theatrical yes. quirkiness about yes. that woman. Mm-hmm. Regina Spectre just has that thing.
2: I think, you know what it is? It's anybody who is unafraid to be authentically who they are. Yeah. You can really feel that, you know? And it's just so refreshing for everybody because they're like, oh my God, thank God. Someone who doesn't feel like they have to pretend to be this way or that way, they can be as beautifully weird as they are. And we love them even more for it, Exactly, you know? yeah. So that's what, like... You know, there's a common thread actually between her and and Tori Amos. Well, they both play the piano and sing, but like they both have that a little bit of an eccentricity about them. Right, But yet they just own it. They don't apologize for it in any way. And it's no, like so
0: like there's no refreshing apology. and really, yeah.
2: yeah, it's amazing to see yeah, that. Yeah, because I
0: don't know if I, I mean, I might have gravitated a little bit towards some pop, you know, like I had the typical Spice Girls influence and stuff mm-hmm. like that or mm-hmm. different things that way. But was there any like really poppy kind of things that you were into? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I don't, I, I mean, I yeah. definitely had the typical stuff, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I was r- really... But then again, I think that I was really into the lyrics of them. They weren't like amazing lyrics, but yeah. I just, lyrics really take me. Yeah. Especially from Regina's music. Yeah. Because they're weird.
2: I know. And so And you sort weird. of have to make
0: up your own story sometimes to be like, what, yeah. what is this woman talking about?
2: You know, like, the, like for me, it's like, it, it could be any element, you know, like sometimes it's the lyrics for me it often is but sometimes when i was younger i would just gravitate towards those power ballad type singers oh sure like whitney houston sure. yeah well, why even the hell not went through a secret celine dion face when i was really young oh no right yeah so it's just <laughs> like i just really loved people that could belt it out yeah like, that's
0: always satisfying to hear yeah. somebody who can do that because you're like I mean, that just feels good. <laughs> yeah. When you like, if yeah. you're belting something out and yeah. like, I'm not a, a belter, but yeah. like, if you ever do and you hit that note, you're just like, damn, that feels I know. good. I know.
1: So there's yeah. A, there's
0: power in the power ballad, I guess. There's so you just, power there's so in the much power energy. ballad. so much energy.
2: I think there's a little crossover there with me enjoying the musical theater and that kind of thing. Oh, there's also. always
0: that power. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't really have to want for it too much in a musical. There's no, all, it There's exists. a guarantee belt.
2: <laughs> there is a power ballad in yeah. every musical theater show. Oh, for, for sure. sure. It doesn't yeah. matter
0: what, where you are or what it is. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. So like, do you find any sort of, um, in, in this specific album that you're doing, uh, or that's finished. I guess you've finished it. Yeah. Um, looking back on the process and everything like that, are you... Do you feel really fulfilled at this time when you're you're looking at the process and you're looking at what you've created? Yeah. Are you feeling good about what you've
2: created? You know what? This is the first time that I've created something that I can honestly say I feel like in my soul very satisfied with it. And that's great. It's... it's um, for a lot of different reasons and it's not to say that i'm sure like any artist
0: <laughs> in oh a few you're never years, gonna feel completely satisfied in a few years no. or
2: even in five minutes yeah. i might listen to it and think oh i wish i did this differently fair
0: enough yeah. right but in this moment
2: in this moment though i feel really <laughs> good about it and i i just want to like give a couple shout outs right now oh one, go for it yeah one is is um the the guy who recorded this album with me and um through his recording studio at Typewriter Studios is named um, Graydon James. And he um, I just like have to say that he was so amazing in his um, co-producing hat that he put on because. um, He just gave me a lot of space to to do what it was that I needed to do. But then he was so generous with his ideas and his contributions. um, And it was just such an easy working relationship. Like, and he's just so funny. That's really
0: special in (laughs) creation. Like, yeah, hugely special. Yeah.
2: And it just it, it was one of the first projects that I've worked on where I just felt it was really an easy process because it was a lot of fun right oh
0: gosh that's so good yeah
2: and and and, and because you feel like it he's was fun, because of him a lot. yeah, because it was fun, I think we were willing to try things and then throw it out, you know, like, oh, right. we're going to fool around with this and see if it works. And oh, maybe it doesn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like that was, that was an awesome creative experience to have. Right. So, so important. Yeah. So yeah. you found
0: that through the, through yeah. this recording. Yeah. They're actually great and James. Uh, they do yeah. our, they do our theme music and we're so happy that That's they do so that. Awesome. It's beautiful music. Yeah. It's yeah. really, it's really a special thing when you. Yeah work with somebody I think for sure that you yeah. click with I and know. and because creative types are definitely ext- extreme types and yeah. very um just delicate sometimes yeah. and creating some things like yeah. raising a child so I mean yeah. there's gonna be
2: no no intensities. Gray- I'm sure like Graydon's definitely seen me in all my aspects and um, I just want to give kudos to him, not only for, for um, helping to produce this album, but also he played on many of the songs. He's an extraordinary musician. Totally. And his wife, Laura Spink, who's an amazing vocalist, also sang yeah, they both backup. have wicked
0: voices too. <laughs> yeah. The harmonies on the album. and
2: the... Yeah, and the whole thing I Ear really candy. feel like it was just like a labor of love, like the whole thing. And um, there was one the other day we were listening to one of the tracks, and there was a lot of harmonies and a lot of the people singing on it. Basically, all the people on the album are friends of mine. Right? Oh, wicked! And uh, <laughs> at one point we were listening to the harmonies, and I said, "That's the sweet sound of friendship, right there, Graham James." <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it, it really, really is. is.
0: When yeah. the, harmony literally is. The, that definition when yeah. things are coming together and it's yeah. it's like pleasant yeah there's totally. a pleasant sound to it
2: absolutely so
0: yeah. in the theme sort of our, of our of our podcast in the way of faking our way through things in life um i know that we we had an a very well-known improver on our show last week and um she was just talking about basically how acting kind of feeds into a lot of things that we do in our, in our lives because imp- Improving or improvisation is everywhere. Yeah. And I know that that exists a little bit in music for me when I, if and when I perform, which hasn't been for a long time, to actually be like, oh shit, I know I have to um, get my way out of this or remember what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, Because performing can be a little bit of like a a vortex you get sucked into and you lose your place or something like that. But in in a more general sense, is there some way creatively you feel like maybe you fake your way through things, not in a negative way, faking through as in like, I'm going to try this because. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel yeah. like your album has been a bit yeah. of like yep. taking a leap of faith. Yeah. So in that vein, do you, do you see any sort of thing like that or experience that you've had in create, in creative ways of like how you've yeah. made your way through improving? No,
2: I, I will, I can honestly say that every single thing that I've ever done in my life that is worth doing, I've been faking my way through, like from <laughs> the get go. No,
0: honestly, honestly. it's very brave of you to admit. Yeah,
2: no. And I think, I think, most people are faking their way through everything yes, all they the are. time. Like every Honestly, moment of every day. Every moment of every day. And to be honest, if you're not, and you're just doing
0: the things that you feel
2: comfortable doing.
0: Yeah, that you think that you've written out or prepared yeah, for.
2: Chances are you're living a small life, in my opinion, because you're not giving yourself um, the freedom to take risks. And or to, to play. Yes, or like, yes. And I think creativity requires you to kind of... Uh, jump into the unknown. And that's totally. what gives you that adrenaline rush and makes it exciting and fun. Oh, totally. But yeah, it's when also works. what can be really terrifying about it. Oh, yeah. Like, right? Yeah,
0: like shit your pants terrifying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but there's an author that I love so, so much, Elizabeth Gilbert, and she recently wrote a book on creativity called Big Magic. Oh, cool. And I... I Elizabeth hi- Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert, Big, Big Magic. Magic. Okay, I'll put I, that in the
0: uh, show notes. Yeah. And get up.
2: I so highly, highly recommend recommend that people read this and why is that what's
0: like what's the deal because
2: because she addresses a lot of these issues that you know in order to be a creative person you do have to kind of you know be willing to jump into the unknown and take some risks and sometimes that feels like we are literally going to self-destruct because it's it can be so terrifying but um ultimately we're not going to self-destruct by being creative because um, what, what's
0: the worst that can happen right you always have to ask yourself yeah that. yeah What's the worst that can happen
2: yeah and and actually like like I definitely can get like super nervous if I'm performing live and things like that mm. and one of the things that I sometimes tell myself to calm myself down is we're all gonna die one day <laughs>
0: no <laughs> honestly honestly Liz like I know I, tell I, myself I believe that. you. I just think it's great because I yeah. I'm going to start doing that.
2: No, because the thing because is Because
0: then that goes back to what's really what really matters yeah. or what what's really going to happen if yeah. I fuck up a line? I fuck up a line? Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah. No, I, no, I feel like, like if
2: you put everything next to we're all going to die one day, it makes it like what is there to worry about? A lot
0: right. What is right? there to worry about also the, the the loveliness of spontaneity.
2: Right. And also let's say you messed up in front of thousands of people all those people are going to be dead one day and so are you
0: right yeah like it just
2: puts it in and you a can, major
0: perspective yeah i mean i've seen i've literally with my eyes seen adele adele yeah the queen of all things yeah like be like oh i fucked it up let's start again sorry never mind like I, she just started. i was at that
2: concert also live yeah oh
0: with me yeah with you FYI. Whoops, forgot about it. I'm an asshole with the capital A. No, no. no. But Uh, yeah. I've seen too many concerts with you, so uh, (laughs) you're going to die one day and so am I. So I'm not embarrassed. Yeah,
1: no, no, no.
2: But like, you know, I don't know. I think actually that's honestly part of why the world is in love with Adele. Because she like...
0: She well, is yes. willing to be imperfect in front of people, and, and and she accepts it. She's but it's the same thing as what yeah. you're talking about about Regina. And yeah, she's not like weird like they are, mm. or like quirkiness that's like a yeah. cool thing. She's more just like I am who I am, and yeah, hey, here 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 is Adele. Like, it, it, and, and that's really I think attractive to people.
2: It's something so attractive about people that actually accept themselves? Because so few, totally,
0: so and, and, few people and it's do. an
2: ongoing thing, right? I mean, I think there are moments where we're all like, "Yeah, I love and accept myself," and then there's like the next day, you might be like, "I hate the way." I, I do
0: not love and accept myself. <laughs> I do not love and accept myself. No, you yeah, might that be doesn't take away the fact some... that you can be embarrassed, right? Like, of course, that's gonna happen, right? Right. But that's cool. So you feel that like like you fake your way through a lot, and mm-hmm. that's sort of how you no, How no, you I live made my
2: way through everything Liz everything <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there
1: <laughs> for all of your listeners
2: and uh yeah but you know what like I, I I'm I'm happy to say that because I honestly think that that a uh, part of kind of like living a full life is just being willing to
0: to try things you know yeah and make mistakes and just yeah. be okay with the mistake yeah but of course, it is also very nice to succeed. Yeah, and I think that that'll happen. I mean, I, I mean, I think that that happens in in any chance that you you're going to take. Right. It, it it'll just it'll happen.
2: But also, you know what? Like, I think it's important um, for people to reflect on how they measure success. Um, because, yeah, it's great to to do something and have it receive all these accolades, but. Ultimately, like when you're a creative person, the motivation behind doing things is almost just because there's no other option. Like sometimes emotion. Can accumulate in people, aka me or whoever, <laughs> and there's there, literally it sometimes feels like there's nowhere to put it if not into a creative yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. Right? Oh,
0: for sure. If you're going into yeah. like a nine to five and just yeah. sitting in an office, where where does that fit?
2: Yeah, and also I think it can be just so cathartic because um, you know if you if you have a little bit of a sensitive nature or a sensitive heart and. You're going through life, life can really be hugely challenging at times, as we all know. And we might go through some intensely like dark things or Absolutely or even some like euphoric moments and, and
0: Or you just don't even know what to do with yourself. Exactly. Because you're so happy. Exactly. So but then yeah, the opposite can occur. The opposite and everything. can
2: occur. And and um I think the beauty of having some outlet, like and it could be anything, like it literally could be going home and rearranging all your furniture. I think the beauty of having something (laughs) that you can pour that into. Outlets. 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 I'm so
0: up for, I'm so like a fan of outlets. It
2: it provides you with a great relief. And you know, I was honestly thinking about the process of making this album. And I was thinking, obviously, like I do want people to hear it and I want to share it with as many people as I can because it's something so near and dear to my heart. But above and beyond that, honestly, the process of making it, saved me from myself because like,
1: Ooh, talk the, more about no, that. no,
2: honestly, like when I started making this album, it was at a time in my life where everything was falling away. Like I, my, I was changing jobs. I was changing relationships. I was moving out of a, yeah, houses a house
0: and everything. I was,
2: um, friendships were changing. Um, and so there were so many things that were changing and falling away in my life that I literally needed something to pour um, the intensity of the emotions that were coming about as a result of that into. And like I am so, so thankful that um, this collaboration was able to happen at that precise moment because every time I would go to the studio and we work on this and we would bring in different artists and we would riff off ideas or try different things, I would feel like a little bit of that lightness coming back to me, coming back to when we were light. Oh, like wow. I would feel like a little piece of myself yeah. returning to me, you know? And it was honestly, That's spectacular. yeah, no, no. It was just such a, uh, so a you, wonderful feeling to yeah. feel like I, like I was like at the beginning of this process, I was looking at myself in the distance almost. Mm-hmm. And then, I felt myself almost like coming back into me as I started to, to create this
0: project. So that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So even the process of you before, like you even got into the, the recording studio and all this amazing stuff is going on. Yeah. Like even like I have, I probably could go back to my texts a year ago or whatever it was. And you being like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to submit this grant and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to see if I can get, you know, this funding for an album. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And then it, It came through, like even that experience was you taking a leap to do, why not, right? What can happen? What's the worst that could happen?
2: Okay, well, the process was that um, somebody who I met in passing told me about this grant and they were like um, the Toronto Arts Council uh, grant for music creation grant, okay, and um the deadline was honestly like a few days later mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason the way in which this person presented it to me like oh yeah no no no, you could do it like this is totally like your category your field they made it seem really easy which ultimately it wasn't that easy like <laughs> the writing of yeah, it Yeah, grants are not easy right right but i think because they tricked me into thinking that it was <laughs> No, I got a certain motivation and I think that's what also the faking it thing comes in as well. Right. Where like I suddenly had this this motivation. Like I, I don't care... What like, happens, come hell or high water, but I I'm am determined this. to finish this, like to actually finish the grant, finish the grant, submit it. And I remember, you know, being in my kitchen and my roommate was on a date at the time. Right. And she, they were, you know, going back and forth, barbecuing something out on the, <laughs> the porch. And I was Typing away like a mad banshee, like yeah. in the kitchen, you know. You were ten- in it. You were firing yeah. away at this grant, and then every once in a while, I would shout out, you know, some random question to her to get her feedback on what does this sound like? Does this sound good? And then, meanwhile, I'd be texting Graydon, who's produced the album. Yeah, I would be texting him. Oh, how do I do this? What about what about this? Blah blah blah. So there were all these different people that were like Inputting, converging yeah. Yeah. to help make it happen. And um, And then I remember when um, the results came in, and I, I had to log into the website to see if I got it or not. My heart was honestly in my throat because I knew in my soul that I had done the very best job that I could with the actual grant application. Mm-hmm. So I knew that there would be a part of me that would be massively disappointed if I didn't get it yeah. because I really did put myself out there on the line. And then uh, when I got it, I was probably the happiest that I've been in my whole existence because Mm -hmm. it was just it was such a validating moment. And that this money and this opportunity was available to actually make this vision in my head come true yeah to be
0: like reality yeah
2: and i think i put out some gushy like facebook status that's okay girl yeah you do what you gotta do it was just uh yeah and then like just getting the people congratulating and and you know a lot of loving messages coming through that really uh, well it's
0: deserving i mean yeah
2: it was just really i don't know i'm just really grateful super 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 grateful to yeah
0: you. and i feel like i can say like you really deserve it and it's, it's a weird thing to say in that way because so many people do apply for these things and like if you didn't get it i'd still be like you deserved that but you didn't <laughs> yeah. get it it's the yeah. are weird that yeah. way like, oh, sometimes they, are. they just don't pan out and it's yeah. like who knows why right maybe it was shitty maybe someone else got it over you yeah but absolutely. i think that like you getting it is so perfect and fitting of like what you're saying, everything that was coming together and going on, and like you're an absolute joy to listen to, to watch, to hear your lyrics, Aww. all these things. I know it's awkward. We're just Whiss. sitting in a room and I'm complimenting the shit out of you. <laughs> but like, I, I honestly think that this is. I've heard some of the tracks, <laughs> sneak peek, and um, I, I'm I'm so I'm really excited for this, and I yeah. and I can't wait for other people to hear it. Yeah. So I want to congratulate you on coming this far and taking the chance because it's it's hard to even do that. Some people are so fearful of the rejection of like, what if I write this thing and then and they stop there.
2: Yeah. I just want to say, though, because I just I have a guilty conscience coming about now that Mm -hmm. like, obviously, there are so many amazingly, amazingly talented people that maybe do submit these applications. Oh, yeah, totally. and, And obviously like I've submitted many a grant that I have not received I would just like to say that yeah um and it uh, hurts it hurts it hurts it cuts like a knife (laughs) but you know what like I I really uh I I don't want to make that the mantle of like what is good or what is not or whatever right like I understand um, you don't
0: want to say like well if you didn't if you didn't get it yeah
2: yeah yeah and I, I I also I think what happens sometimes unfortunately is people will try for certain things and then if it doesn't pan out they quit that's right you know and and i do not uh encourage that in any way because i think no don't
0: ever get don't ever give up
2: yeah i think and and as i said like this is not the first or the last thing that i will try for maybe get maybe not in the future who knows but um i think it's important just to keep on your journey and yeah yeah
0: the important thing is to keep doing that yeah because if you didn't get it this time around right I would mean, sure as should hope you would do it again and to try again
2: yes absolutely and creatively
0: we have to deal with all of these rejections a lot anyways
2: oh my gosh like that's so a part much. of
0: that's like more than 50 percent of it is just dealing with a lot of different levels of rejection
2: yeah and I think you know what I I, I think that when I look back on like going to acting school Uh, One of the things that that kind of prepared me for was rejection because when you do acting auditions or musical theater auditions, you go in, you go in, it's like, you might have a couple minutes, you do a few bars of a song and then they're like, thank you, goodbye. Or they want to talk to you further or whatever, right?
0: Yeah. They ask for more, whatever. yeah. Yeah.
2: But it could be so random. It could be like, oh, you don't quite look like what we're looking for or you're not tall enough or you're too short or you're not short enough or, you know, there's so many elements that come into play. But what I'm glad about is, um, the depersonalization, like, because I, I, I experienced that and I went through yeah. so many levels of rejection. Putting I,
0: yourself out there and just yeah. And, and,
2: and holy crap, like, that doesn't mean that it doesn't still sting when that type of thing happens. Well, that'll never get easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. Yeah, anyway, I'm just kind of in a, w- glad in a way because it, it gave me a little bit of a thicker skin for that kind of thing. So. Yeah,
0: super important. Yeah. I think something that I've come across recently too is um, something that was some infographic that was shared online. But anyways, essentially it was a, a quote, again, from Jim Carrey, which I've quoted before, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, that's that. I'm going to fuck up the quote. But the general idea of it is that you can set out to do something that you don't really want to do or something that you might not be very good at and completely fail at it and suck at it. Yeah. So why not try to do what you love?
2: You know what? That was in one of the commencement speech speech that he gave. And I was so,
0: so. I saved that speech. Inspired. It's on my computer. I watch it. Like I took the file.
2: Yeah. No, I. I'm going to
0: post that as well because that speech is like unreal to me.
2: It's, it's so, it's so, so, so beautiful. And I think that quote specifically that you mentioned um, really struck me in the heart, and I'm sure many people like totally. yourself. Because, yeah, I did. Yeah, because yeah, it really it it puts things into perspective. Like yeah, you can fail at doing something you
0: don't want to do. So why not give you know? Yeah, go out and do your own thing that you really are crazy about. And right. Who and, you, and you know and it
2: doesn't mean that you have to make a living doing that thing no. like because not everybody is in the position a the privileged position to be able to to do that monetarily right no of course but not even if you're just carving out a little space in the day to write a song or to paint a painting or to um sculpt that thing that, that you've always wanted to be sculpting sculpt
0: that sculpture <laughs> you go right ahead and sculpt it Right. Do it. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. So what's the what's the title of the book again, you, you said? Um, uh, big Magic. Big Magic. By
2: Elizabeth Gilbert.
0: Okay, cool. I'm going to put some links of today's talk into our show notes and everything. Amazing. Especially um, where you guys can find Lara's music from Larimar, the band that she is in. Nice. Um, and we're going to share the tracks and sure. may even buy some of the albums to give away to people. Love it. And um, let's, uh, is it possible that you would play us a little something? sure Liz okay cool um so Lara's gonna actually play us something I want to thank you so much for coming on Lara it's been a deep pleasure
2: oh thank you you so much Liz it's been a lot of fun good thanks a lot
0: and keep being awesome
2: okay I'm gonna play a cover for you kids out there on in the world I was gonna say on the street and that just sounds so (laughs) fun
0: oh welcome to Sesame Street i'm gonna play a little song for you kids on the street
2: well you know what it's funny that you said that liz because this cover is actually from sesame street what? no word of a lie how did i
0: know no word of a lie Do
2: right that. okay so this song is um one of my favorite songs from sesame street um called i don't want to live on the moon and um when i first heard ernie singing this it just really like warmed my heart so much and i thought to myself this song it, it's kind of about like existential loneliness and I feel like even though it's a kids song like adults can relate to it too Cool, let's hear it. so I did a little I rigged it up in a special way here we go
1: Think I'd want to live there Oh I'd like to look down at the earth from above But I'd miss all the places and people I love So although I might like it for one afternoon Oh I don't want to live like to travel under the sea I could meet all the fish everywhere um per wish I was home once again Oh, I'd like to look down at the earth from above But I'd miss all the places and people I love So although I might go, I'll be coming home soon Oh, I don't wanna live
0: you so much Lara.
1: No problem Liz. I love you. I love you too.
0: (laughs) Oh man a huge loving thanks to Lara Martin. Her album When We Were Light is coming out soon. I'll be giving away some of her CDs so follow on Twitter at Faking It Podcast and find the group on Facebook. Guys, Faking It made it to the new and noteworthy section on iTunes. We could get even farther with your help. If you could, please just take a minute to visit the podcast section of the iTunes music store, rate, and leave us a comment there. That's how we're going to race through the ranks and make it to the top. Keep loyal and until next time.